they always come crawling back. Yes, it is I coming out the woodwork with dishing out the podcast loaded with food and travel inspiration from all across Scotland. So series three took an unplanned mid-series pause. Let's just say life got a little bit busy and I wanted to hold off sharing episodes until things were a little less mental. Spoiler, I'm still waiting for that day to come, but here we are. We're now in 2023. Happy New Year to you all. Handshake, handshake. And my resolution this year is to be a little bit more realistic in time and expectation. I'm a blue sky thinker and where sometimes that plays in a huge advantage in work and personal life, it can also be my greatest downfall. So rather than stopping and starting mid-series, which has become a bit of a habit, I have to say, I've decided to post as and when to not only avoid leaving you hanging for a long period of time, but to give the podcast that little bit more scope to record episodes when the time is right, not just fitting into a recording schedule. Hit that subscribe button and you'll be notified every time an episode is shared, or you can follow me on social media, the links are all below, and you can get a wee prod there too. But we all know how the algorithm works, so you might not even see my posts on social media, so just subscribe. Okay, saves you so much hassle. Today's episode is with Natalia from Wandering Greys, a charcuterie board maker in Delhi based in the Chapleton estate just outside Aberdeen. Located in the boxes in Chapleton, just around the corner from Bray, which kicked off series three I should say, Natalia and partner Michael created a business that was never short of popularity. Now sadly, Natalia and Michael took the decision to close the business at the end of last year, but I'm a firm believer that any story is worth sharing regardless of expiry date. No matter how successful, motivating, challenging or crushing, everyone has a story to share and that's a big reason why I started the podcast. Just one sentence can spark an idea and the Wandering Grace story is one that will certainly inspire some of you. The business may be closed, but there's an important message of going for it and you'll never know if you don't try. So I'll let Natalia share the story and I'll speak to you next time. Or will I? Dun dun dun. Welcome to the podcast, Natalia. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah. Um, thank you for taking the time out your busy schedule to record this episode. What's been flying off the shelves at the deli today? What's been popular item? Cheese. It's always cheese. cheese. <laughs> People are getting quite creative with like their picky food and, yeah. and asking for a good cheese recommendation. So everyone wants a good cheese recommendation yeah. and everyone's just like ready to make a picnic or a board to sit yeah. outside. Like lots of lazy suppers. So yeah, that's what's been popular today oh, for good. sure. So I've been a firm fan of Wandering Grey since you guys came onto the scene in 2016 um, and I was delighted when you opened up your deli over a year ago. Yeah. Um, but I'm always really interested to know where kind of brands all start. So mm-hmm. um, do you want to give us all a flavour of kind of how Wandering Greys all came about? Yeah, so back in 2016, me and my, he was my boyfriend, now he's my husband, now Michael, we came up with the crazy idea that we wanted to kind of explore some sort of street food like sort of venture and um, we're both um used to like kind of plan our holidays around different foodie cities we'd kind of go to and we always used to like just like go across to, like th- places like Berlin and like sort of see the lifestyle and the street food and just be like oh I wish that Aberdeen maybe had something like that so we kind of came back from holidays and we're just sitting probably after a couple of gins and said let's kind of do something let's kind of explore our options and then 
we still weren't 100% sure where that was going like, to lead us and what kind of route we wanted to take. So we went to a big food expo in London um, and it was basically just loads of street food vendors and they were just kind of people that could kind of tell you how to kind of get on that kind of scene and stuff. And basically back then, like Aberdeen did have some sort of street food things, um, but I feel like it was still kind of up and coming. I don't think it was ever as like big as it was in like Glasgow, Edinburgh and things. So we thought this is something we really want to explore. And we fell in love with the idea of having a wood-fired pizza oven. Um, so then we got that and we did a few like festivals and musical things and it was really cool. But um, also we both still had like main jobs, like Michael works offshore, like we, we couldn't just give all that up. So we kind of went down the route into weddings and we got loads of bookings for like people's evening food or the night before at weddings and then and um, basically carried on doing that for about three years and things were going really well it came to 2020 and that was going to be the year that I could give up my full-time job and we were going to be my main job and um, also it gets to first of March I think and all the bookings just were getting cancelled also yeah. people had caught wind about Covid so literally within a month, I think we saw everything just dropped off our oh calendar, um, which was devastating. But yeah. also we understood like what was going on. Um, so I had just given up my job um, couldn't go back. So I ended up just getting a wee job in Sainsbury's. I was like, I am not not working. Like I just needed yeah. to do something. And while I was sitting at Sainsbury's working, I was like, I need to think of a way to kind of make the business still kind of come alive because I just didn't mm -hmm. want to just kind of go dead so I, we just didn't realize like how long things were going to be so then we sort of came up with the idea of like why don't we sort of think of a food that we could do that we could give to people at their doorsteps so then we thought about the whole pizza thing but it just wasn't feasible and I think you'd have to get many licenses and things so yeah that's when the sort of like charcuterie thing kind of came into it because I feel like charcuterie and pizza they kind of go together it wasn't like totally alien I think mm -hmm. to our sort of what we were already doing so we kind of went with that and we just suddenly thought like let's get stuff done let's get stuff photographed and let's just go onto our Instagram and see if people are interested and it just took off it was unbelievable people were obviously bored during lockdown and looking for like a food to kind of get them through or kind of be like their sort of highlight of a Friday night so yeah. we just did that and it just sort of took off and suddenly we were like a pizza and a cheese and charcuterie company and then fast forward to 2021 we moved to Chapleton um, and we said it'd be so cool to have like a little shop here we could like base ourselves out of maybe in two to three years so we emailed the Chapleton development team um because Chapleton's like a brand new village so there's lots of people working behind the scenes to sort of get it set up and make sure there's amenities and they got back and said yeah do you think you could open a shop within the next like six months um and I'd literally find out that day I was pregnant and we were oh. like oh my god do we do this do we not and then a few people were like don't be ridiculous like that's so stupid to go on and do that <laughs> But everyone else kept saying you can never be prepared for these things to happen just do it and so yeah so we did it and then by the July 2021 we had a shop and I was seven months pregnant so and then here we are a year later and it's just kind of gone from strength to strength so how nuts yeah it's been crazy like when I tell the story of how we got here I'm a bit like that just sounds absolutely crazy but I guess it's just a case of this is what's happened and it's just we just had to kind of go with the flow so yeah yeah I know because what kind of springs to my mind is like obviously when you had all your wedding bookings 
at the start of 2020 Mm -hmm. quit your job and then that happened like the adrenaline that must have went into your body to be like right what the hell are we going to do and I guess and then fast forward to the deli and be like right do we open up the deli or do we not it just seems like you guys just like just go with it and just make it what you do and if it doesn't work it doesn't work yeah I think that's like a theme in our life it's just like (laughs) yeah let's just do something and and if it doesn't work out like I think Michael's a very big believer and if you don't try something you're going to kick yourself and you know when it came to the shop opening he was like imagine someone else got that shop and we had said no he's like every Mm -hmm. time we'd walk past it because our shop's three seconds from our house basically yeah we'd walk past that daily and we'd kick ourselves and Michael was like I don't want to live my life like that I just like if we do it and it fails we've tried and he's like not everyone's got the guts to go and try and open a shop so Michael was like I just think it's something I would really regret so I was like okay let's go let's do it and it's been great and here you are and it's worked yeah it's been really good yeah that's amazing I know that would be torture living across the road and seeing it and seeing someone else in this bit the bit that you wanted I'd be egging it I get very jealous as well so I do like it would kill me I think seeing it all yeah. happen so yeah I think we made uh, the right decision <laughs> yeah oh you definitely yeah. did yeah oh that's amazing <laughs> so you mentioned the deli is set up in the boxes at Chapleton yeah. which uh, for anyone <clears throat> listening doesn't know um Chapleton's a housing development just outside the city near Port Lethen mm-hmm. um and basically they've got a kind of porter cabin concept full of like kind of small retailers and mm-hmm. independent businesses all set up um, but do you want to give everyone a kind of flavour of the kind of overall concept of the boxes and what they're yes. trying to achieve? So I think with the developers in Chapleton, I think there's, they also had these plans that there would be like said amount of amenities by a certain amount of time. And I think since Chapleton was built, I think the first homes were built about eight years ago. There's been the oil downturn, there's been COVID, so there's been quite a few things that have stopped them, like obviously expanded as much as they wanted. And then when we reached out to them just because we said is it going to in the future there's also going to be like some sort of main square I'd imagine in like this town and stuff and they said they had the idea of the boxes so basically what they wanted was mainly residents of Chapleton who had small businesses they want to kind of give people kind of like a foot in the door so basically it's sort of low rent low risk sort of um having an actual premises so you're not paying the rates you'd pay say in the city centre of Aberdeen um you've got to give literally a week's notice if you do want to give up so it's it's not going to like really damage you and stuff it's really cool what they've sort of done and um I think most I would say over half of us actually live in Chapleton or they live in Newton Hill, Port Lethen, surrounding area so it's really cool it's given sort of the village like a chance to kind of showcase almost like it's talents and who kind of lives in the village and what we do so it was really cool so we came on board first and then there was a green grocer came on board there's um a shop by two ladies that live in Chapleton called Omnia they're like homeware like really cool like candles and homeware stuff and we've got Mr Dunn from town one of their head barbers Josh he's our neighbour he took on like one of the boxes and now he's got like a smaller barber but just it's still Mr Dunn and so basically it's just loads of different businesses and then it's just basically like a bit of a community really and we all kind of bounce ideas off of each other and it's I guess it's not the same as if we rented somewhere in the city centre we wouldn't really necessarily have to like speak with our neighbours necessarily about what we're doing and stuff but at the boxes there's like a sort of a really nice like camaraderie where everyone's kind of wanting us all to do well so we all kind of work together and stuff and it it's worked really well and there's like outside seating there's like a little courtyard and things and 
Um, we've had a few change over the boxes already, like the green grocer left and then there's like um, uh, ice cream shops come in and the there was a cupcake shop they've gone and then we've got um, like a clothes shop coming in and there's like a weekly pop-up as well. So you're constantly seeing like all these new businesses and things. So it's right. really cool. It, I don't think there's much like that anywhere else in Aberdeen or the Shire, to be honest. No. I think it's really cool. It is so cool. And it was one of those things like I had, I came out, I think at the start of the year to kind of mm -hmm. come to you guys to do a kind of haul of um, different stuff. I had people coming around and it was the first time I'd seen it in person. And I was like, this is actually such a good concept. Yeah. Because it's like it's almost like rebirthing the kind of small town vibe that yeah. you used to get years ago with the kind of the street and the square that has like all the, mm -hmm. the delis and all that stuff and you don't get that hardly anymore unless you're oh. in like if you're in like the likes of Turriff or Stonehaven like they've managed to keep hold of their little communities but it's so nice to see a new development come in yeah add that kind of spark back into it which I think is like such a nice vibe yeah it's been really cool and I think when you describe it to people people are a bit like what and then they come out and they're like oh okay and it's like so nice people love it because I, I think I remember telling my grandma I was like it's essentially two porta cabins that are being repurposed put together she was like what like she didn't get it and when she saw it she's like oh it's actually really nice she's like, oh, I get yeah and they've like it's all done properly and it's like all pretty and stuff but I think people, yeah but I think you have to kind of see it to kind of kind of grasp kind of what the kind of idea and stuff but a lot of people like it we've had like developers from like other like Scottish towns come up just to kind of see it because people are thinking maybe we could try something like that mm -hmm. so it's quite cool and we've got quite a lot of like national press over it and stuff too so it's I think it's quite a cool different idea that people oh, see 100%. like so it's been really good yeah because when I when I came over I went to you guys and I kind of got what I thought I got everything mm -hmm. and then when I went out I was like oh I'll, I'll go to the I can't remember what the cake shop's called oh the um, cupcake stop yeah cupcake stop yeah. I went there and I was like oh I'll go in there and then I ended up loading up on that and then I went into yeah. the green grocers and loaded up on their yeah. stuff and like you literally just pinball and yeah. it's it's an amazing space just to kind of stock up on local stuff and then support local at the yeah. same time it's a bit it's of like great. a day trip I feel like you yeah, just get <laughs> yeah. Everything. Like, it's really I needed time. I needed more than an hour when I was there definitely yeah yeah I definitely. thought I could squeeze it into a morning and I was like I need more time yeah so you mentioned that um obviously it's yourself and Michael um yeah. that that kind of run the show is Michael when you started out um all those years ago was Michael the chef that kind of had the ideas to do the kind of pizzas or was that a joint kind of love that you both had I'm the more like I went to college of professional cooking and um, so oh, I've cool. always been really into food and cooking and I didn't necessarily do that to become a chef but I just kind of wanted to sort of expand my education that was the one I wanted but I always ended up working in I worked in like um, hospitality management um, for a long time and I in Malky he's all Michael sorry everyone calls him Malky he's worked offshore um since he was about 18 but he's always just had like a big passion for it mm -hmm. and then when we started dating and things that was like all of our dates were like food related and then we got more serious all our holidays were food related so yeah it was just kind of like a bit of a passion for both of us yeah. and, um but Malky and Michael sorry he's definitely more he's more business um, minded than I am I'm maybe more the creative side but he's brilliant at all the business stuff so I definitely wouldn't be able to do it without him that's for sure like he kind of keeps everything in check so he always kind of wanted I think he'd love to be like an entrepreneur that's a sort of yeah dream is to sort of build on things like that and keep expanding his empire so I think that's where it all kind of came from for him so yeah oh, that's amazing it's amazing yeah. that you both got like 
you both got the like the kind of the central passion of food but then yeah. you're you're kind of more creative and Michael's more business in it but all blends together and you've got yeah. such a great thing going yeah it's worked really well we're quite lucky I mean it's hard obviously being yeah. in a business with your spouse but you know it's like I think we've both got the same end goals which I think is important yeah. so yeah it's been good yeah Oh, amazing yeah that's great and obviously over the years it clearly just from what you've said you've just went from strength to strength every year and um you've just kind of ran with it and it's been such a success what's been the kind of biggest business learning that you've had over those years um I think definitely COVID like that was just because there was normally when we've got like um things that hit us we kind of have people we can kind of go to and talk to like Michael's dad's an accountant and he his sort of focus in his old job was like business startups and helping businesses so we were very lucky that we kind of had him to fall back on and he could answer most things and we have people in the industry that we could always go and talk to but literally nobody could tell us what to do during COVID and I think that was just such a big learning curve but there was also a bit of comfort in the fact that nobody else knew what they were doing so you just kind of had to adapt and I think we sort of adapted quite well um but I guess the biggest thing for us is going from being like a like almost like a private company where like we sort of got to pick and choose the events we did and who we saw to having a shop where literally anyone can walk into your shop Mm -hmm. and we we deal with like a whole different kind of area of customers that we've never encountered before normally we deal with like younger people people that were getting married like tend to be younger couples and now we deal with kids to old age pensioners and I think that was the biggest adjustment and it's just sort of learning what everyone wants not just your sort of like specified group that you're sort of aiming your business at we had to sort of adapt and kind of reach out to everyone and I think that's been the biggest thing for us but it's also been enjoyable because we meet so many amazing people and some of our best customers are in their 80s like I Mm -hmm. I thought people older people might not kind of get what we were going for but they love it and that's been amazing and things so I think that's been the biggest thing is dealing with like the different types of people and like working with the public can be quite hard and yeah and stuff so I think that's been the biggest thing we've had to kind of deal with but it's it's been good though like everyone has been like lovely and stuff and people are love love to give us their opinion so we always kind of know what people do want so it's not too bad yeah but yeah I guess that's been the hardest thing we've sort of had thrown at us besides covid definitely yeah Yeah. oh i know it's i guess i would have never thought of that i guess if you've got a certain kind of market you're dealing with and then you change up that you're gonna you're kind of exposed to everything then it's kind of start from scratch again yeah it's hard because we did like also did a lot of work with like business gateway and they're they drill it into like know your market know your market so we spent like five like nearly five years like kind of trying to aim at like like sort of like um people in their 20s and 30s and then suddenly it's like there's actually like people like of all ages that can come into your shop so yeah it's been good though yeah keep you on your toes yeah Best definitely to toes. Yeah. yeah right let's talk grazing boards okay. um what is your must-have items when you're making a kind of a platter so when I'm in the shop making a platter like I sort of do it in stages and I guess that sort of like is quite telling on what's like essential so I always like start with like the cheeses so if I was going to say like a cheese I had to have it would have to be a brie I just love brie like ask Michael like I can just sit in like I could eat like a block of brie and we're in the shop and we're like making custom orders and stuff like I find it so hard not to like eat it it's so bad and I couldn't have it when I was pregnant um, and oh yeah god what yeah. a nightmare yeah, yeah that was so... a killer 
Yeah, so I think if, if, when people come in, a lot of people come in and ask us about like our platters and things and they like want recommendations. And I always say a brie is just one of those cheeses that everyone recognises. And I would say most people like brie and stuff, even though it's like a different texture to like your traditional cheddars and stuff, like it's so good. Um, so I'd always have a brie. And um, I think as well, like it's really important, like when you're having like your charcuterie, like your meats and things, like I think you need to go for like higher quality because you can taste the difference. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard conversations with people, but I am very adamant that you can taste the difference if you buy, say like Tesco bought chorizo or you go and buy like proper Spanish chorizo and yeah. stuff. I think you can tell the difference. So a really good quality meat is very important. Um, and also a chutney, like people like, people all the time say I don't really want a chutney included in my my box I don't need chutneys I'm like no you do and I think it just makes it so we've actually our signature chutney is you know from bakery lane um yes so her chili onion jam like it's great I put that in everything and I order like she does like big catering size jars and I and I'm always on the phone to like can I get more because I just love it we put it in absolutely everything and I would say about 99% of our customers come back to us and say, what was that chutney? And then we also sell it in the shop so people buy it. Um, so I think a great chutney shouldn't be slept on. Um, it just kind of brings everything together, I think. And yeah, I just I just don't know how you couldn't have that included. I just love it. I know. So, I, ne- I always yeah. get quite perplexed when people forget the chutney and I'm like, yeah. what's chutney? We need my, something as a base yeah. layer. <laughs> my sister-in-law like hates chutney and... I, I'm always trying to like make her eat it, but she's not having any of it. I'm hoping to get her convinced one day that that's what you need. So. One day, yeah, one day you'll day. crack it. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. So, well, clearly you know how to put together a good platter. So I imagine that um, if ever you're hosting dinner parties, you're never short on inspiration for food. But if you were to host your own dinner party and you could invite any guest, who would that dream guest be? So I thought long and hard about this one because I was like, you know, who, like, because there's so many, like, chef people that I find fascinating in terms of, like, what they cook and stuff. But, like, you'd also want someone that, like, has good chat and maybe yeah. has a bit of gossip. So one of my favourite <laughs> foodie people is actually Chrissy Teigen. Um, mm. I don't know if you've ever seen any of her books, but they're incredible. Her whole sort of style is, like, one. her first book, I think, is called Cravens. And all this food she does is just super indulgent and her sort of philosophy is like don't give a crap about the calories and stuff just enjoy your dinner parties and she's also like best friends with like the Kardashians and stuff so I feel like she would have so much like inside scoop she would have great chat yeah so I think Chrissy Teigen and she's married to John Legend he must know loads of people like can you imagine the people they'd have met like over the years and stuff I just think I would need a bit more than someone who would maybe bring something nice. I'd need someone yes. to give me a bit of gossip. So yeah, I'm going to go for Chrissy Teigen. I, I have her book. It's on my cookbook stand at the minute. I'm exploring some of her recipes. So I thought, you know something, she'd be the perfect dinner guest. And I think totally. she's, she's really like bubbly and funny and American. So a bit obnoxious and stuff. I just think she'd be so funny. You could just like ply her with wine. And, exactly. I was going to say get yeah. a good good bottle of wine or a few bottles of wine yeah. on the side and then just butter up and get all her secrets yeah, out. Yeah, I think it would be amazing. Um, what would be the main question you would ask? Does one come to mind that's always burning that you I always think? Like I'm like an avid keeping up with Kardashian fan, which is <laughs> embarrassing. But I think I would just ask her questions about them, to be honest. Like, I'm fascinated. And that's, she's probably sick of people asking her those sort of questions. But I'd also ask her about it. Because I think 
her mom is Thai and her dad's American. So like her food is very like Thai American fusion, oh, cool. which I think is quite cool. And I'd probably ask her like kind of a bit more about inspo and stuff because her recipes are amazing. Like everyone I've ever done has been absolutely incredible. So I'd maybe like ask her to like come back and just me and her, we could like drink wine and cook at the same time. Like, <laughs> I love that. Her brain, I think, yeah. And she also did a competition on Instagram once and it was, um she got, it was during COVID, and she got loads of people to put together charcuterie boards all over the world. And oh, no way. And she judged them. So she might know a thing or two about charcuterie boards. Exactly. Too. You might get a two for one and she might end up coming into the deli. Yeah, I, I feel know. like we'd have a lot in common. We could be best friends. So, yeah. Chrissy Teigen, if you're listening. I know. Call Wandering Grace is where you need <laughs> yeah. to call me. <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be so fun. But yeah. I actually didn't realise she had the whole cooking thing I didn't realize that was a thing I just thought she was kind of John Legend's wife and yeah. she kind of did her presenting and stuff I didn't realize she yeah um, she's got did cooking books. stuff yeah she's got a few books and I think she's got like her own like cookware line and stuff but oh, I think cool. you can only get, get it in America but I'd love to kind of get hold of it but definitely check out her books oh, amazing cool. they sound really yeah. good yeah, sound really super good. good yeah Oh, ace. The deli is um, without a doubt a perfect place to go whenever you want to stock up the pantry or get your local supplies from all over kind of Aberdeenshire and Scotland as well. Um, if I were to set you the task of creating an Aberdeenshire inspired picnic, which local food and drink brands would make an appearance, do you think? Yeah, so um, I think we're thinking about this question. I think we've got all of them in our shop, actually, which I was quite chuffed about when I sat down Good. and thought about it. But um. So we get our bakery items from the Vegan Bay Baker. Um, so that's Steve that's based up in Nubara. All his bakes are vegan, but you would have no idea mm-hmm. they were vegan. So he does the most incredible sourdough and he does like baguettes that we get every week. So I would take, definitely take like all of his sort of breads with me. Um, we're supplied um, meats by Bannerman Butcher. They're down in Inverbervie. Nice. Um, I don't know if that's still Aberdeenshire. I think it might be. But yeah, yeah, I think still yeah. Aberdeenshire. Yeah. Um, so they do like this incredible honey maple ham. Oh, that sounds um, good. It's unbelievable. Um, so I would take some of that, and also I would take um, Alice's from Bakery Lane chili onion jam yeah. for sure. <laughs> of course. Yeah, and um, I would also we stock a cheese called. Old Riki, so it's based is it's um, made in Aberdeenshire, so it's like a cheddar that's um smoked oh. in whiskey barrel. Um, oh, nice. so you you have that in a sandwich with your honey maple ham, your chili onion jam, oh. Old Riki. That would just be like perfect. And then that's well, heaven. Have I think we'd also well we also get um fat batch brookies in the shop. Mm. Um, so we'd take some of those with us. Um, she just opened uh, up around the corner from me. Yeah. So which is going to be dangerous because I yeah. had her stuff for the first time a few weeks ago, and I was like, "This is not going to be good for me. <laughs> I'm going to be around every week." It and it's, I think it's like must be like three thousand calories per week, <laughs> but it's so good. Like I so had to like, limit myself, like because she drops off. We get orders from her every couple of weeks, and every time she's like giving us a new flavor. So we're also let's try them, but. I can't because it's it's unbelievable like and it takes me like three days to eat one but yeah Michael, yeah that's the thing you can't yeah. do them in one sitting because I did no. when I got them I like I think I either quartered it or I cut it into like yeah I must have quartered it I remember eating it I was like god I'll, I'll have like all these four like I don't know why I'm cutting yeah. it but actually after I had one I was like oh actually I think I could make this scale out to two days this oh, is yeah. this is good it's but yeah so no good. they are so good so I take some of them along as well and what else would we take we all, well, we all, to be fair, from Vegan Bay, they do sweet stuff for us too. So they supply us with like cinnamon buns, which are again, mm, vegan nice. and 
they are incredible so I think that's what I kind of take with me is like um good meats cheese bread and baked goods and I'd also take some coffee from our shop we actually get our coffee from um you know Red Robin Records and yeah yeah and um, so Nikki there he supplies us with our coffee beans and I just love it but the stuff is like rocket fuel like it's so strong and yeah it, but it like saves it's me so good yeah yeah so I would take some coffee from them too so yeah, right. I didn't realize he did. I didn't realize he actually took it out with the cafe. I didn't realize you yeah, could get it. Because, oh, that's great. Yeah, we sell his beans in the shop too, and they're so popular. Like a lot of people, again, didn't realize that he was doing it. But everyone, we get a lot of return customers coming in for his beans and stuff, and oh, nice. he's got incredible knowledge as well. Like if you ever see him in the shop, like if you want to know anything about coffee, like ask him. Like he like comes out he's all the time and sees. He just knows everything, and his coffee is incredible. So yeah, I love his coffee. Yeah, it's part of my life. I need yeah, it. it saves me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Um, and I imagine obviously running your own business, as you've covered already, like no day is ever the same. Mm-hmm. Anything can come at you. You don't know what's around the corner. Um, when you have those days that everything's coming at you, there must be that comfort food that you're dreaming of that needs to save yeah. you at the end of the day. What what would be that comfort food for you? I'm going to go for like a drink and it's also I think to do with the fact that I was like pregnant and stressed for nine months and I couldn't <laughs> come home and have a nice glass of wine yeah um so that's become like my guilty pleasure just like one glass of wine at the end of the night um just kind of like helps me unwind especially yeah. red wine and oh, but we yes. recently just discovered you know the I can't remember what they're called is it the Aberdeen wine is it like the two is it raccoon? oh two raccoons yeah, doing the, so, the food waste wine oh so my sister-in-law brought that round and the way she described it she said this wine is made from food waste and I was like what but it's, if you read the bottle it says it's from like excess fruit and stuff so yeah. we had it and it was absolutely incredible like, I haven't so tried it yet but I'm oh, hearing great things about it's it it's amazing so that would be my thing if someone says to me the end of your shift or the end of the stressful meeting you'll have a glass of that waiting I would be delighted yes yeah oh, I think it's because I was pregnant too I couldn't have it for so long I really missed it so now I'm like just one glass of wine at the end of the day is like yeah. what helps me sort of switch off and yeah sort of relax yeah that would be nice. my go-to because I remember as a kid being like why does like my mom and auntie always just like want one glass of wine yeah now I completely get yeah. it like, get it now. like yeah you don't need to get drunk you just need to have like just kind of chill as Takes the edge yeah. off. just watch sit with a glass and watch Love Island and yeah just what a nightmare being not a nightmare being pregnant what a nightmare being pregnant but dealing with your the stresses of your business yeah, and not yeah, having a release it was awful because I was just like all I could do was like sleep I just like okay yeah. I was to go to bed <laughs> I couldn't even eat like all the nice cheeses because we got so many cheese samples oh, too and I can eat like half of them so yeah I was glad once I had also glad to have my baby but also glad <laughs> for being indulging again glad sure. to get food back yeah definitely oh great let's get on to the food safari so you've chosen to go starter main dessert and after dinner tipple as well Mm -hmm. so where are you dining on your scottish food safari so for my starter um do you remember nick nairn had a restaurant in the hilton hotel was it st andrew street or st John Street. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So we randomly, we used to live in Rosemount, so it was like five minutes from our house. And one night they put up saying there was a cancellation for this Robert Burns night. Um, and me and Michael were like, oh, well, let's just go. We can walk down. And they served the most incredible Cullen skin I've ever had in my life. Right. Nick Nair's sort of own recipe. 
and I swear I had like tomatoes or something to it. It was something really oh, different. Man, but I think about this colour scheme weekly, and he's not in Aberdeen anymore at all. So it's not even I like know. I could go and get it. But um, I'm a big fan of colour skink. I feel like that's maybe a bit boring, but I just love it. No, you can't beat when when oh, you get a good colour skink. Yeah. Like you can't beat it. Because I, f- I feel like some people don't like it because I love it so much. I like sort of selfishly put it as the starter at my wedding. And I remember my wedding coordinator being like, you might maybe think about something else because not it's not to everyone's taste. And we had like Americans and we had English people coming to our wedding. My wedding planner was like, I don't think it's a good idea. And I was like, absolutely not. This is what I'm having. Everyone's I paid having, for it. Everyone's yeah. having it. And um, so we ended up having to double up on the children's tomato and basil soup just to sort of buffer <laughs> in case. And a lot of people did opt for that. But I just love Colin Skink and when we had that Colin's kink, I was I remember it. That must have been about five years ago, but I speak about that all the time and I wish I could recreate it. I might try and message Nick Nairn and say to him, what was your recipe? Yeah. It's incredible. Surely, surely it's either in a book of his somewhere or yeah, it's um, so good. Where is another a good place for Colin's skink, which it might not have tomatoes in it, but the Colin Bay Hotel does Ooh. a really good Cullen skin. Oh, I can imagine that. Um, yeah. They, years ago, they used to win, they, I think there's like, believe it or not, I think there's like a Cullen Skink Championships, but they won it oh, wow, like yeah. a few years in a row and stuff. But I, I've had it there and it is a really good Cullen oh, Skink. It's I got the right grow. ratio of fish to potato. Oh, it's nice. not too watery, not too thick. It's yeah. great. Piping hot had, though. Oh, Piping yeah. Piping hot. You've got to I've give it a wee minute. I've had ones that are like stew before and I'm like, oh, that's just not right. But no. Oh, I just I feel like if you can perfect that like you're a good cook and my grandma yeah. makes used to make really good Colin Skink she was like amazing she won't make it now because she's like it smells too much but <laughs> I just love a good Colin Skink so yeah that's my very traditional starter yeah oh nice it, good yeah. starter though no yeah. one said Colin Skink yet on the podcast oh, really? actually I think that's the first yeah. time someone said Colin Skink and where are you off to for your main so for my main my favorite restaurant in the whole world is actually a Scottish restaurant and it's Ox and Finch in Glasgow oh yeah great I just love it like I remember when it first opened like a girl I worked with was talking about going and she was sort of describing it as like she sort of said it was like Scottish tapasty sort of food and I was like so intrigued so when me and Michael went down I think we went down for like a gig or something we're like let's go and now every time I go to Glasgow we go and it annoys Michael we're actually going tomorrow because we're going down <laughs> to a concert and I was like, let's go to Ox and Finch he's like there's loads of new places but I just love it and I think it's so cool because like their menu changes up so much and literally like anytime you go you're going to definitely get something different and like there must be about all about 40 dishes on the menu but it's all like small and they kind of recommend you get like five or six to share and they do really cool like um like wines and cocktails that can be paired with it um I like a lot because they do really cool like fish dishes so like I've had like an amazing like crab and lobster dish um I think I had cod cheeks there one time and it was incredible oh, nice. but I think we've tried literally everything on the menu like because we've been so many times that I've never had anything that I didn't like um and so that's my because we, we've been on like different like countries and stuff for food but if someone said in the world I think I would say Ox and Finch was my favorite I just love it and I think their whole concept's really cool and it's just and it's um I think they work a lot with like quite a lot of young chefs as well and like their sort of thing is like helping people get in the door and stuff and into like that sort of cooking career and stuff and I think they're teaching people like incredible skills and stuff and I think you can see that when the food comes yeah. out, it just looks beautiful and the staff are always so nice and the vibe is just so cool and 
I just wish that would open up in Aberdeen. I'd be there probably every night. But fingers crossed. Uh, it's just amazing because they opened. Uh, I think it's um, a, like a Thai restaurant. They've kind of branched into. They've got like a sister oh, cool. restaurant now. Um, I can't remember what it's called. We've been once and it was really good, but I still prefer Ox and Finch. It's just so cool. So anyone listening needs a Glasgow food recommendation. Where I was <laughs> go there. Ago. It's just so nice and. Yeah, it's just, I think all their produce is local too as well, if people yeah. are into that and stuff. So it kind of gives you like a good sort of idea of kind of what Scotland has to offer. And I love when you see a menu that's um, sort of like Scottish based. And I think people forget that Scotland does have such good food and stuff. And for things to sort of be a bit more exotic, you can use our sort of food. It's not just like mince and ties and things. So yeah. <laughs> I love when restaurants showcase that sort of stuff. So Definitely. Yeah. And there's a lot to be said for a restaurant that like every dish you've had there, like is good. Like it's never, uh, you've never been let down. And if it's consistent, then they've actually hit the nail on the head they uh, know what they're doing yeah definitely I just I just love it it's so good yeah oh great and then where are you where were you going for dessert after so for dessert um I'm not a dessert person at all like um I'd probably rather like order just like a cocktail but I do love a good cheese board um so we get 90% of our cheeses come from IJ Mellis they're like an Edinburgh based cheese company um, and they've got a shop in Edinburgh, but next door they've got this little um, little building called the Cheese Lounge, and you can go in and oh, get cool. like cheese boards. And also, they're like the cheese experts of Scotland, so you can go in and they've paired up your cheese with your wine, and they've got the best like accompaniments, best like oat cakes and um, crackers, anything you can think of. They've kind of got it covered. So I think that's where I'd go. I'd go and get a really good cheese board, which is like I think they change it up daily basically what they're going to be offering that night and they kind of talk you through um your different cheese selections and stuff so I love going to a restaurant and they can like talk to me about the food I just love it and yeah so that's where I go for my um my dessert and it's like a little really small space and it's almost like you're in Paris or something it's just oh so cool. nice yeah so if you're ever in Edinburgh that's definitely a I definitely have to go there because yeah. like every I, I guess it's rare if I order a cheese board but if I went there like to actually hear about the cheeses yeah and be talked through it like just makes it like so much more like you feel like you're getting more from it yeah rather just, than like, just getting a cheese board yeah definitely yeah. and they oh, pair nice. up with like good wines and stuff so yeah that's definitely oh what I would the do. dream yeah the dream yeah and tying tying it all off what would be your after dinner tipple that you would go for and where's it from so but I'd come back to Aberdeen again I think I would actually go to the Tiplin house like mm-hmm. I just love it there I love the vibe in there I think it's so cozy and the bar staff like you can literally say to them, this is what I like this is what I don't like and they'll always create something they can make something for you amazing but there was one time I went and they made me the most delicious espresso martini I've ever had in my life. I know that's maybe a bit basic, but I love espresso martinis. And I went one time, I don't know what they did that was different, but it was just so lovely. And they just serve it so beautifully and everything's just like, you can just tell they care about your drink. And yeah, yeah, I just love that whole vibe. And I also love like, obviously Orchid as well. They're another good place. You can kind of go in and say to them, oh, um, what do you like? What don't you like? And they'll create something amazing for you. So yeah. I definitely would go to like a really nice Aberdonian cocktail bar and 
get a good espresso martini yeah oh great I love it espresso martini is usually my go-to but I've got to like time it well otherwise I'll be up all night yeah (laughs) such a granny I don't think yeah that's dangerous yeah otherwise you're wired yeah Um, but it's one of those things it's easy it's a easy one to get wrong I've had a few in the past that are just like water and it's like definitely instant coffee it's devastating when they yeah it's awful (laughs) you're dreaming of it you're like nine pounds you're like oh you're like okay this is this is water yeah yeah um oh great choices um just throwing this one in there is there like a go-to kind of restaurant or cafe that you have in in the city at all that Um, you really like I really like the craftsmen like that's Mm -hmm. normally where I would like go and meet my friends um especially now since having Cora um my daughter she is so welcomed in and stuff and I just love it and also being a new mom there's like a bit of anxiety going into restaurants and cafes with a baby and Mm -hmm. every time I've gone there they've been so accommodating and I love the food and like all my friends are quite into their food as well and like they do like these incredible like Turkish eggs um, and they're oh. just incredible and last time we went Cora got pancakes and fruit and nothing was a problem and their yeah. coffee is amazing I think a lot of places use their coffee in their mm-hmm. cafes and stuff yeah. too so I definitely say the craftsman and me and Michael we've been quite a lot for like cocktails and stuff too so it's sort of like an all-rounder so yeah that's definitely a place and I also really love um Cult of Coffee in Rosemount it oh, was yeah, it's great. just two minutes from when we used to live in Rosemount two minutes from our door and I just love it I think Aberdeen's like cafes I think the ones that do it well do it really well I think mm-hmm. and I don't think people realize that but there's like amazing coffee shops and yeah sort of lunch places in Aberdeen and because I don't get to go out for dinner as much anymore so I'm always on the lookout for good coffee and lunch places but yeah those are definitely my go-to places if anyone wants to meet me, I'll say let's let's go there and the owner of Cut of Coffee she's the loveliest lady ever yeah, she's great so nice and she's always like sending her friends to our shop and stuff and being really supportive that's so so nice yeah I really like her and their coffee I've never had anything bad from there either and they know what they're doing yeah part it's like perfection their coffee it's so good I love it it's it's it's, and it feels like I think when you're in it it doesn't feel like you're in Aberdeen like because it's so like it's just it kind of feels you're in a cafe in Edinburgh like it's that sort of vibe to it but it's great like I was near it the other day and they had like the outdoor seating outside of the kind of canopy over and I was like that's just great that's the life Uh, because you don't see that loads of places in Aberdeen you do see it it definitely catches your attention but yeah it's so good I love it so nice I think they do like exceptionally well like they're always busy and the type of place like you want to do well she'd be sad if they if they went down. yeah so and their cakes yeah. are absolutely amazing as well i think they, they use don't... vegan bay baker for some of their stuff too that we ah, use. good so, yeah I like it good yeah very good oh, amazing yeah. well that has definitely made me feel hungry. I'm not at dinner yet. So that oh, is like okay. literally <laughs> got yeah. my stomach going. Um, but we're nearly at the end. When it comes to food, what really gets on your goat? I think, well, I'm going to go back to like drink again. So you can tell I've not I've been drinking for the last like year or so. But um, <laughs> I really hate when I go into like a bar or like a restaurant and I order a gin and it's like, it's just like not garnished nicely. So yeah. I don't know it's that's really picky but like I love when you go into like uh a, like a bar or whatever and they've got like a good selection of gin and they don't just give you like a piece of cut up line just like chucked in yeah and I love when there's like a good like ice ratio as well and I love when there's like maybe like a grapefruit or a bit of sp- um, a sprig of mint or something that sounds really extra but it just it really makes or breaks a gin yeah. for me 100%. Um, yeah and another thing um it's it's from working on the other end of 
so I worked at um, Miller and Carter in Aberdeen like I was one of the oh, okay. staff when we opened and um, I was assistant manager there and one of the biggest things that would happen was people would argue over like how well their meat was cooked um, oh god yeah so, of course um, I feel like I'm quite an expert on that now um, so um, we'd get people that would like sort of argue with the chefs that kind of knew oh, what god. they were doing and then people would say this is rare this is well done when it wasn't so now when I go to restaurants like I feel like I'm overly cautious of like like when I cut into a steak and stuff so it's almost ruined the experience for me but I, I definitely think if you I love my steaks rare so when you get like an overdone steak it, it's it's gutting and yeah also because I've worked in that sort of environment you don't want to send it back because you know fine it'll just get put in the bin so yeah. I'm a bit like when I cancel like I, I get really upset if I get like an overcooked steak and I won't do anything about it I'll eat yeah. it but yeah <laughs> that's probably the hardest thing is because I really do love steak and when it's wrong you're like oh no but the gin thing is like my biggest thing and yeah. Michael gets so annoyed if we go into like a bar that, that all they have is like gardens and I'm like oh he's like don't order it because you're not going to like it you're not yeah. going to like the, the one piece of ice and the lime <laughs> that comes with it so but yeah I, I love a well garnished gin that's definitely yeah that it, it all brings it all together and it's yeah. all it's all about the like all the different components and it all goes in and if it's yeah. if you've got all the components they've thought about it and there's yeah, a definitely. Nice bit of that's what there. I think yeah and it just I think as well like most gins have like an accompaniment they're meant to be served with and um, yeah people maybe don't realize and so I, I want it to be like the correct one yeah <laughs> I, I can imagine <laughs> uh, going back to your steak um and so I can imagine if you're in a restaurant and you hear someone complaining about their steak I can imagine you like casting your eye over being like oh, yeah are my they, head like whipped they... around yeah like, <laughs> you're like are they legit are they not yeah <laughs> but that was like getting called to the table this is actually this isn't cooked how it is and trying to explain what it is but people yeah people have their own preferences I guess but working you must have had our, that yeah. you must have had that so often in a steak restaurant as well that must have oh, been like was, every day yeah so like they had this like role where like one of the assistant managers jobs for each night was to sort of be floating manager and you were sort of to deal with um all the tables and make sure oh, everyone fun was and games. And, 90% of the conversations were oh my steak isn't quite right so yeah it's just yeah it was hard <laughs> it was funny so I think my friend still works so she said it's gotten better since the restaurants been open longer people maybe know what to expect more. but yeah it was it was hellish for a good six months yeah <laughs> it was funny so but yeah working in the service industry like ruins your science it ruins your experience of going to restaurants because you kind of know what's going on behind the scenes and yeah stuff. so yeah so yeah don't work in a steak restaurant if you yeah. love <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll completely ruin it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, amazing. Those are two, probably, I probably would have a similar gripe to those two. So, okay, um, yeah, you're not alone there. But no, that takes us to the end of this episode. And thank you so much for joining me. No, um, it's, you. yeah, no problem. It's great to hear just how everything all started and where you are now. And it's just great to see that things are still going strong and you guys whatever you're on to next will just be amazing because you just make it what you do and so, yeah, yeah it's great <laughs> so anyone listening if you're needing a day out of Aberdeen definitely get down to Wandering Greys and they will definitely keep you well fed with all their stock yeah thank you okay right see you later thank you bye. bye you've been listening to Dishing It the podcast all about food in Scotland all the businesses and accounts mentioned in today's episode are detailed in the show notes below so you can add them straight onto your food list If you've liked today's episode, remember to subscribe, like, review, share the podcast, you know the script. It all helps in spreading the food inspiration far and wide. And if you've really liked today's show and you'd love to show your support for the podcast, 
I don't ask for much. You can buy me a coffee through the link below. It all helps in making future episodes of the podcast. So, small violin packed away for another day. Join me next time for more food chats and food frolics all across Scotland. Stay safe, eat well, and speak soon.